the share it with a friend deal, even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules. Live your best morning with BOGO breakfast sandwiches only on the McDonald's app. Now buy one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles or sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and get a second one free. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Says Podcast. I am your host, as always, and joining me today is my usual co-host, Kyle Henning. Kyle, how are you doing today, sir? Uh, it's Friday. It's Red Friday. And it's Bingles Week. So I'm doing pretty good now that the week that was is over and we're finally about to get to Sunday because much like some of our players, coaches, and staff, I'm much, much ready to play this game. Yeah, this is a big game. This is a big week in Chiefs Kingdom. Unfortunately, Arrowhead Tom is not with us today. He is off and about out somewhere. Uh, but we're going to be bringing bouncing you guys. Bouncing again. Like... Bounce, bouncing again. <laughs> yeah, he's having a good time. We're all having a great time this week as we gear up for the Bengals. Uh, we're going to break down uh, a little bit of what happened last Sunday versus the Rams in a uh, pretty resounding victory. I mean, you know, the short of it is that the Chiefs played basically on autopilot they played a very didn't really try too hard in that game and still won by 16 uh so they just kinda, the, spread. the yeah. 15 and a half point spread and it didn't even look like anybody tried not yeah not too much and i'm not talking about on one team i'm talking about on both yeah everybody it was, was definitely... just kind of yeah we know we've got well, <laughs> we know how this game's gonna go like I, look man i I hope for Bryce's sake that eventually they let him throw a pass. Yeah. Because they really didn't let him throw the ball. No. I mean, probably probably tough to kind of get him a full game plan, I guess, with the, the sh- short somewhat lead. short notice and, yeah, all that stuff. But still, yeah, they definitely didn't really open it up too much for him. I mean, Played super Malik vanilla Willis on that really side. really with the Titans, and then he yeah. threw, like, less. So. I know, yeah. He had a couple of good. There's like one or two decent drives that he had yeah. that you could you could see the 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 potential I mean, in him. You know, he's an undrafted free agent out of Virginia. Like he's yeah, obviously got some t- skills. There's a lot of development to do still, but that's fine. Exactly. It's fine. I just like I don't know what I can tell you what about what that game tells us because we didn't really know what it was going to tell us when we went into it. We still don't know what it told us when we left it because exactly. I mean, you have defense, no idea. Look, the defense dominated because they should have. Because yeah, Jesus Christ! Because I mean, Spags, I mean, versus a rookie quarterback, like he's gonna. He's and gonna they be... cut their top running back the week before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's I, like what's going on? Yeah, the Rams. The Rams are definitely in some uh, troubling waters. That I'd is a right now. JV team at this point, and it's not even anybody's fault. They're just so hurt; they don't have anything left. Yeah. So the defense, all obviously, their big money is on IR. All of it. Every Legit. single piece of big money, except for Aaron Donald, who I think probably should have gone to IR, judging by what all the stuff Sean Payton said he's been playing through at this point in the season. 
And I now yeah. think he's out for this weekend. So again, somebody <laughs> healthy for the Chiefs, yet not then, like stop doing that. I know, yeah, that happened with uh Mike Williams and the Chargers, like they did that and then he ended JT up JT Jackson with the Chargers. JT, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. It's it's very interesting, I guess, the the daunting we, task of the Chiefs, but we might get to that here again coming up here when we talk about this Bengals game coming up here a little bit later. On yeah, that'll episode. definitely be another point of point of interest. Guess but listen, what? the defense. Everybody's healthy. Yeah, I'll always it's always happens. But the defense, listen, obviously you're supposed to dominate in that game. You're supposed to. And they did. Be, yeah, and they did. So it's like that's that's good. But the offense, I mean, very C C minus game from them. Like they really just they. I mean, they kind of walked on the field effortlessly. Uh, in the red zone, they just kind of got a little cute in it most multiple times. Um, so it's just like, yeah, how much can you can you really contribute that to uh, to what we're going to see going forward? Well, I, first of all, I don't think the Rams game. I mean, you're supposed to. They did what they were supposed to do. They beat a bad team and they covered the spread. Good teams right. win. Great teams <laughs> cover. That's how this works. Anybody that well does anything in Vegas, that's an old goofy saying that's been around for a long time. Um, look, man, the Rams were, weren't great. Andy called a pretty much what we needed to need to do game. And they did enough to get it done. And they did like, everybody's like, Oh my God, the red zone. Oh my God. They ran some play. I think they probably drew up during special teams drills on the sideline. And I'm guessing it was probably Sky Moore's idea, but based on him throwing the ball to Mahomes, like, yeah. Well, I, this looked like something that they talk about when they talk about the guys drawing stuff up during special teams drills on the sideline, trying it out and seeing if it works. They tried it against the Rams. They put that thing on tape. Now they're going to run thing. that something different. They're going to run something else out of that little configuration they just ran. And everybody's going to be like, whoa, whoa, where'd that come from? Uh, the Rams game where nobody cared that, and everybody couldn't figure out why they put all that on tape. Yeah, that's the thing. They really they just put so much unique stuff on tape and that's what i think andy likes likes to do just kind of to troll other teams like he'll just put crazy things on tape Here, get you know? prepared for this for three weeks spend, spend exactly of your valuable practice time getting prepared for this that we may not use again until january yeah or we could use it next week and you'd have no like you'd have to make sure you're prepared for it though like right. that's and just a crazy not, thing it's gonna burn your butt and then exactly <laughs> So, so it's just stuff like that. You know, you got to you got to think about the strategy behind it. You don't want to pull out an A plus game versus a t- in a game like that where it's like you're not going to unload all your best plays and you know also, you're just gonna you're gonna play it chill. You're gonna play it chill. Their red zone stuff. They got called back. One of them got called back on a thing. Yeah. One of them got dropped. Like they had some little stuff. There was a no call on at least one. Like it is what it is. Yeah, but... Mahomes just had a, a dumb pick that like, yeah. He said it wasn't no look, and that it just slipped out of his hand. He was trying to pull it down. Yeah, he was trying I... to throw it down. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know how much uh, I believe that. All right, whatever, dude. I, <laughs> you, if you get one of those every so often with all the other insane nonsensical shit you do, go ahead. Yeah, like, exactly. You get one of those every once in a while, I really don't care. Yeah, just it's all just the moment. Like I'm just not... glad it was against the Rams, and it doesn't matter. Like that, that, that. Yeah, who cares? Exactly. And in a moment like that, like if it didn't matter, then he's probably not doing that. Like that's now, just the thing. Like it's the Colts game, but they did what they were supposed to. They executed a lot better this time in the middle of the field. They got points the when Colts they were game, supposed geez, to. Louise. They didn't turn the ball over, and the defense played the whole time. Like that's what the Colts game should have looked like. 
basically the same style of game plan. Pretty boring, pretty vanilla, pretty simple, not a lot to it, but they won by 16 and cover instead of losing to a team that they should have killed. Yeah. They that's executed. Good. That's, that's the that's difference. That's pretty good. If you want to look pretty at good the two things, that. they went at this, they approached the games the same way. One, they lost, and they should have definitely not lost, and one they covered, but it didn't look as pretty as everybody wanted, and they didn't score 40, so everybody was like, oh, my God, what's happening? The same stuff. They just it, – it was a game. It's a regular season game at the beginning – at the end of November. Oh, by the way, they still won comfortably. Like, yeah. I'm done with the Rams game. It's over. Yeah, that's a great way to, to kind of wrap it, although we do have to talk about one more phase of the game, special teams. Similar to the Colts game, kind of a, a fun parallel. Uh, Sky Moore, <laughs> jeez Louise, buddy. Did well um, seen against them. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we don't have to dive into it too hard because it's already kind uh, of been decided. How is he back there again? Because you're favored by 15 and a half points against the Rams, and you should beat him even if he does drop one, which he did, and which they he did, did, and they did. So I mean, you can't be too hard on it, but. Sky Moore no I longer understand. returning punts for the foreseeable future per no, day. I Tobe. think Andy made Very, that pretty clear. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we we'll, we can talk about it more in depth in a, in the future, but I decision just, to to keep on with Sky Moore for so long, that you know, definitely it's got. I I'd like like to see that in the regular season they realize this and not you know yeah. go into the, well, the postseason with it. You have to if you're and you have that, yeah you have you to have at least to give it a shot. You have to continue and especially because. Like we just talked about, if there's a game you want to try stuff in and see what happens in, playing Bryce Perkins on four days' notice is probably the game. Yeah, and Dave Tove even said it in his press conference. Like we're sac- you're tried. sacrificing some big play ability by switching out Sky Moore, but you're you're getting consistency with it, and really that's kind of the more important thing, especially when you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. Like you don't really need to get super cute on special teams. I, now it I helps very much. It unless- definitely helps. Unless you are going to basically have a guaranteed starting positional advantage from the touchback or fair catch spot, I don't want you to run off with the ball. Yeah. I don't need you to come out of the end zone. I don't need you. If the ball's going to land inside the 10, let it. I don't want you trying to catch it at the six and dropping it and turning it into a fumble and, and going through all that. Like, just can we not? That'd be much better. Exactly. So Justin Watson's going to be back there for the foreseeable future. Maybe even and Trent McDuffie gets rotated in. Yeah, he's it. kind of the he's kind of the backup, I think, at this That's point. That's the break glass in case of emergency only. Yeah, but Justin bad. Watson, I mean, we, we talked about him ad nauseum. He's very talented. He's a he's a good ball player. He has a good you know IQ for the game. So definitely more of a sure option that uh that you can just kind of put him back there. So he's also Rams game incredibly fast. Incredibly, yeah, and he also runs like Forrest Gump. Hey, we've talked about this before. If you've listened to just about any of these podcasts, um, he is not like Patrick talked about it on uh, which we're gonna get to the new hype episode with Travis. Great Um, segue. Who's the fast white boy? That's (laughs) Forrest Gump back there. Yeah, and he runs like Forrest Gump, (laughs) (laughs) and he also can't throw. Come to find out. But, yeah, <laughs> that was a, a fun uh, you tidbit. Know, it, so. it, it is what it is with the special team switch. Like, it's we knew that they were going to eventually make a change back there if he didn't get better at it. They gave him yeah. one more try. It didn't work. We move now, on. Now, now, it's, now it's a sure thing. And now everyone right. can. You want to know the thing we take away from the Rams game that actually matters? 
he looks capable of functioning at the wide receiver position in this offense if he needs to. Exactly, and that's I think good for every part, all parties involved. Let's just focus him on wide receiver, and we'll be the good. Rams defense exists. They are decent. Now they're on the field the whole game, so they get tired after a while. But yeah. Jalen Ramsey is on that field. Aaron Donald is still in the NFL, even if he's apparently very injured. Still in the NFL. Um, they have some guys still on that defense. You know, they've got uh, Bobby Wagner running around in the middle playing linebacker. That's a pretty damn good linebacker. Uh, Leonard yeah, Floyd you have to respect that, that defense regardless. Like, Yeah. And Sky Moore and Justin Watson went out and had 60-something yards apiece, five, six catches apiece. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, that's pretty good. Not so. bad. And Not that's bad. A lot. Sky did a lot of things on third down, which is huge. And he came out and made, I think, two catches on the drive immediately following the punt he dropped. So that's yeah, a so he responded thing from a rookie that you want to and see. And that's the thing that they've tried to do is you got you to gotta keep the rookies up after they make a mistake like that. And they've been mistakenly doing it with special teams, like putting him back out there again after he does it. But, hey, just get him involved in the offense. Pick his head up that way. You know, they that's a great way to pick his head up. They do it with all the guys. They did it with McCole last year. They yep. do it with. They I mean, they've done it with Pacheco Clyde. this year. They yeah. Did with Derek, the couple last year, like at the end of last year, they were like, no, we're going to feed you. Uh, who was it that fumbled goofily last year? And they immediately, I think Clyde got that stupid fumble. And then he turns around and hand the ball literally the next play. That's what yeah. Andy does. That's exactly. what they do. So obviously that's working out in, in the Chiefs' favor. And uh, the Rams game. You know, it wasn't bad. It was a good game, and we're moving on to uh, to Bengals week. But not before we get into uh, some of the kind of the week that was in, in Chiefs Kingdom, starting there with... There was a lot. There was a lot to talk about, but one of the best parts about the week, I think, the New Heights show, uh, the podcast hosted by Travis Kelsey and his brother Jason, that they had uh, one Patrick Mahomes on uh, for a nearly two-hour-long podcast of just basically... I twice. I have also watched it twice. <laughs> um, one of the greatest, at some point. one of the greatest podcast episodes, maybe ah, ever. Definitely, if you're a Chiefs fan, it's a must-watch podcast. Um, you basically have Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Jason Kelsey, unfiltered, uncut for two hours, just talking about draft stories and locker room stories and all this crazy stuff. Um, just there was just absolutely like. Like didn't even you know it's like that, it's not like that like there's a camera. Them sit in their basement and talk about stuff that they like you did. Like it's if you yeah. go sit in your basement and talk to your friends about stupid shit you did in high school, except their NFL yeah. hall, except probably three hall of NFL hall of famers. Yeah, and it's just like you're a fly on the wall. Like it's it's an <laughs> absolutely phenomenal conversation. Mahomes reveals some some great the authenticity. It's oh, yeah. what you're what you're focused on, and, and like what draw. It's the authenticity. They're just so natural. They're, they're just, just yeah. Them. There's three three buds just talking, yeah, and just re, like reliving awesome moments in their lives. Um, so one of the, I mean, I was the biggest headline that came out kind of from it the the Matt Nagy story with Patrick Mahomes pre-draft. Um, you know, Mahomes goes in for the the pre-draft visit with the Chiefs and Matt Nagy the night before. Gives uh gives Mahomes all the the plays that they're gonna be that they're gonna be going over the next day with Coach Reed and uh, Pat stays up all night studying these plays working on these plays goes into the building and just crushes the interview obviously and uh, you know obviously that probably had some had some impact on the Chiefs wanting to go that direction. All right, so 
today, shout out to our guy, Nate Taylor at The Athletic. Nate asked Andy if he knew that Matt did that, if that made any difference, so on and so forth. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Feeling stuck in your current job? Looking for a career pivot? Are you a proven leader looking to step up? The University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business prepares students to meet challenges, solve problems, and obtain a profound understanding of how to operate in the modern economy. With MBA and MS programs offering flexible options to fit your lifestyle and goals. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more today at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired. Fearless. Unstoppable. And Andy gave a really good dry humor response. Go watch the press conference from today. Adam Teicher decided to ask the follow-up question, which was, how would you like to, would you like to go back and do anything different with the draft? Drew a pretty good roar from the uh, media room. It was a pretty good time. You should go check that out. Also in that same press conference, he talks about Justin Reed and his comments. Also a interesting little thing. And the make sure you stick around for the end of Andy's press conference and pay attention to how he leaves the press conference. Very interesting. Yeah. But yeah, the New Heights podcast, just go definitely go watch that. Everyone should also, check it out. And Andy knew. Andy it's, knew. Uh, yeah. Regardless, I mean, it's a pretty pretty funny it's also funny, uh some someone on Twitter found like one of the uh post draft reports or essentially about him and they said like a story that Lay Steinberg had relayed about Mahomes going in there and he knows all the pro plays perfectly, which you're not supposed to be able to do. <laughs> it's just like yeah, that makes sense now. Hmm. But yeah, Un- unbelievable the fact that you can episode. Pack that much information into an overnight study session and retain it all is. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, saying something. Yeah, like so. Definitely go check out that podcast. That was a highlight of the week for sure. Some one of the craziest the, stories. You will find yourself at several points going, "Wait, they're just like normal, very normal people." Yeah, there was a story about them playing uh, beer pong with joe montana's sons <laughs> and uh and pat's like taking it super seriously and travis is like bouncing every single one trying to do like these trick shots and all this stuff and then to this they day the, the sons open, still man. talk about they still talk about beating them and pat's like man if travis just dialed in <laughs> it's like they're just they're literally just guys like having a great time and some they're also happen to be the greatest quarterback tight end duo ever it's crazy you know what's funny is you mentioned the dialed in thing on the beer pong table and it's funny because there's a portion of that interview that's probably one of the more important pieces of that interview if you're a fan of chiefs kingdom or really want to understand how and why the offer offense operates and functions the way that it does it's because they are so locked in and focused that they don't even think they just react and we talk about that all the time as 
you want as football players or as athletes in general to be able to just do things without having to think about them. You want natural reactions and natural instincts. And there's a section in there where they talk about how they basically black out in moments on the field. And then it's like, oh, what happened? Like, so it's it's a it's a fantastic interview. Go, it's two hours of. First of all, I laughed basically the entire way through, oh and it's yeah. fantastic, in-depth stories you would probably never hear Patrick tell or Travis tell no anybody yeah. else or in public, and they're doing it on a podcast. Um, and they were inside the Chiefs facility while they were doing it, Matt and. <laughs> and Jason was, I believe, at home or maybe in the but they were definitely in that Chiefs media room at the facility. I've seen that interview room before oh, yeah. at the facility. So, um, but hell of an episode, really cool stuff. Justin Reed. Justin Reed, welcome to Kansas City. This is not what you're supposed to do in Kansas City. <laughs> okay, so there's kind of like a, it's frowned upon by Andy's establishment. It, you always compliment the opponents and you always do the stuff. And Justin got into a little bit of trouble with that kind of stuff earlier this week when reporter asked him about 88 and he said the wrong name attached to it and then it became blah, blah, blah. and then he had to kind of try to fix that part so he said well i will lock anybody up and it's become this whole thing because now jamar chase has chimed in on twitter and on a post a pre-game interview or in a locker room game interview basically saying justin reed doesn't watch film We've got high school drama like we're 17. DJ Reader's out here tweeting. Colin Saunders is out tweeting about Pro Bowl votes and 3v3 games <laughs> with McColl and Pat and Travis. There's all kinds of things going on this week, Garrett. Yeah, a lot of tweeting going on from a lot of parties involved. That's Just not really Andy's. Case, that would be something to pay attention to on Sunday. Justin Reed and pretty much anybody in that Bengals wide receiver tight end room. Yeah, I wouldn't be that, surprised if they start to pick on pick on Jay Reed a little bit at the start, and we're going to see. God, you can do. Go ahead. See, yeah, we gotta see. We'll have to see. I think I think Justin Reed can can take that challenge, I, but you know, who say, knows? Um, if that's what they decide to do because of that, <laughs> if I'm Justin Reed, that worked. Yeah, exactly. I mean, hey, mission accomplished. Because I believe it was uh, this last week where Justin decided to tell a fan who asked if he was still on the defense, did I not do enough for you last game? And it was like 28 snaps in coverage, zero attempts even at him or something like that. Yeah. Which, hey, guess what, guys? If they won't throw it at you, that means you're doing your job. You're probably doing something right. Yeah, you're probably doing something the same thing we right. talked earlier this year about with Trent McDuffie where, like, they just don't throw it at him. And there's a reason for it. So, exactly. with all of the conversations leading into this game, I guess we should probably start our Bengals Chiefs real look ahead with the uh, Bengals wide receivers and Chiefs secondary conversation since we're uh, kind of here already. And that's the crux of the social media, locker room media beef. Yes, sir. So to speak. <laughs> so Trent McDuffie, obviously you got to look at him first and foremost and think, who is he going up against? You know, are we sticking him on, on Jamar Chase? Are we, you know, how's the serious Sneed going to respond to everything? He'll probably be stuck in the slot with T Higgins, something like that. Um, 
I, I think, think one thing with Jerry is stuck places. Yeah, exactly. Jerry can can kind of go wherever he wants to. Um, was it they were so confident that he was tyrant? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's definitely some similar qualities, especially Somebody in the, the way that they're I using them. I don't want to put words in Spag's mouth. Somebody made the Sneed to Tyron Matthew comparison this week. I don't remember if it was an interview or if it was a blue check mark with a with a reporter and not a paid one, an actual blue check. Now I'm not talking about <laughs> the verified because you you paid eight bucks, which if you did, great, that's fine. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about verified reporters with with actual quotes and sources. So, um, I somebody made that he's the he's that for this defense now. They use they're starting to to use him in that manner partially because they could blitz him anytime they want and he's probably <laughs> going to get home. So, <laughs> um, you're, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a one size fits all matchup for him. I think he's going to do all kinds of stuff for you this week. So I, the ice don't really even factor him into the conversation when we talk about corners and coverage and who they're going to end up on, because yeah. he's probably going to cover all five or six pass catching options. And that includes Hayden Hurst and the tight end groups. Yeah. Cause that's the thing. So, the Bengals, the Bengals aren't afraid to spread it out. Like they got, they have, a, they're pretty deep with options in the pass catching department. So they will run you five wide. Depending how healthy Jamar Chase is naturally, that's going to naturally that matters. Um, we, we talked earlier about people love to be healthy for the chiefs or <laughs> healthy in quotation marks. Always. So, We'll see um, if he's healthy. But, yeah, I mean, they've got Higgins and they've got uh, Tyler Boyd and Taj Boyd and Hayden Hurst is, I mean, Hayden Hayden Hurst Hurst is underrated. I mean, Joe Mixon out the backfield is is a dangerous guy. Questionable with a concussion. I'm still not really sure what that means exactly. Like, he maybe he can clear protocol. Maybe he'll be out of the protocol, maybe. By yeah. Sunday morning, I think you think he has to clear by Saturday at a certain time, though. Right, I think so. Yeah, I thought it was like three o'clock Saturday afternoon or something. But anyway, um, we'll see what Mixon status is. Reader is also limited this week with an ankle and yeah. a personal thing. But I would assume if he's tweeting as aggressively as he is tweeting, <laughs> I would expect he plans on playing on Sunday. Um. Yeah, I guess we skipped one of the things, but we can talk about it when we actually talk about that part of the matchup. So, um, I guess, like, my question is Justin or Jalen Watson and Joshua Joshua Williams. Yeah, the snap counts over the first six, eight weeks, like, okay, we started training camp in the first three or four preseason games, and it was Josh Williams, Josh Williams, Josh Williams, Josh Williams, Josh Williams with the ones, with the starters, maximum stat counts, awesome. Week one to, like, week seven. It was Jalen Watson. Jalen Watson was the only guy on the field that was not Trent McDuffie, Legereus Sneed, or, um, oh, my God. Benton? Yeah, Fenton, before we traded him. Duh. Why? <laughs> and then, of course, Juan and them with Juwan and Justin on the back end and Brian Cook. But you, they've switched back and forth and now back again to where Josh Williams played every snap. Yeah, Josh Williams is kind of becoming that guy again. And uh, he'll definitely take now, some of those. Yeah, and he'll take some of those bigger matchups. I mean, he'll line up with Jamar Chase, I'm guessing, well, at least a couple they, times. That's what they went and got him for. Exactly. He's a, He's a big, big matchup guy physical fast wide cornerback 
wide receiver playing quarterback, whatever you want to call it. He's <laughs> he's a he is built like a wide receiver, but plays cornerback. Yeah. And that's what they went and got him for was was this kind of stuff. So I'm curious to see a how healthy Jamar Chase is, b how much of Josh has figured out from what happened with Keenan Allen and the stuff in the Chargers game and some of the other stuff he's dealt with in that and practicing against some of the guys he practices against. Well, it'll be interesting to see that matchup because Jamar has been known to uh, use his hands some. <laughs> yeah, that's some, that's one way to put it. Most would call it offensive pass interference. <laughs> Not everybody, clearly, but most humans on Earth would call it offensive pass interference or pushing off. Um, but he gets away with it a lot is what I'm getting at here. So Josh needs to be aware of that and also um, able to combat that. Although bump and run and press coverage is kind of something he enjoys, it seems like. So that'll be an interesting thing. It'll be curious to see how much Jalen's on the field. I know he was on the injury report this week, but he's full participant. So um, yeah, it's... The cornerback room is a bunch of young dudes who are going to play, and it's just a matter, I guess, of who's playing the best that week is what we're going to see for a while. Yeah, exactly. Who's kind of riding the hot streak and what kind of plans, you know, Spags has to kind of mix it up and throw some different different looks at them that they might not expect, you know, different matchups that might you, be actually in favor of them. I'm glad you mentioned that because that where it may, may be where you see McDuffie slide inside of the slot and you end up with Williams and Watson both on the outside with Snead acting as an extra DB in the safety-ish role. Right, yeah. So they may do some different stuff with that this week. Um, I expect both coordinators, offensive and defensive, to be in their bag this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Spags, is going, Spags is going to have some stuff that he's been sitting on for this um i mean this is a this yeah this is a circled on the counter game like this is something yeah that you're game planning for very far in advance I'm oh guessing. it's no both teams are very aware of what this game is so we can go to the d-line now i guess is that where yeah. we're shift? we can shift down there because you know d-line has probably been the one of the highlights of the defense so far chris jones obviously having a monster year uh, Carlos Dunlap having a great year, you know, Frank Clark having a sneaky good year, like one of the really good, really good run defender. I mean, and he's getting pressure again, which we haven't seen in a little while. He's actually that, getting pressure. Uh, that first step off the edge is there. It's getting, it's coming back. It's coming back. We're seeing signs of the old Frank and it's good. To timing see. snap counts again to where he's literally leaving the ball as the ball is snapped by the center. So much so that one of the times I was like, damn, Frank, that was close, buddy. That was, <laughs> woo, that was almost offsides. Yeah. Uh, so the thing but, is, we know that Bengals offensive line isn't the greatest, you know, I mean, so they went out and added a bunch of guys this off season. They added Ted Karras and a couple other guys. They struggled a little bit earlier in the year. They've been better at points. Some of that may be the level of competition, which is fine. We talked about that earlier. You're still supposed to play better against bad competition. True. It it is what it is. I am curious to see because Chris Jones is going to be a man unhinged on Sunday. And I don't think Joe got any faster. (laughs) <laughs> and I've watched people double team and triple team Chris Jones. And when he decides that it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. 
And if he's as jacked up and ready to go for this game as he's, they've portrayed this out to be and focused in on this game as they've talked about. I don't know what you do to block him all the time. Like he's going to get his is what I'm telling you. Like he's barring him just having another no show, which would very much shock me after everything, because you talked about it. He's having a great year up to now, but I think he's basically told you that this is the game that matters to him right now. And also, yes, it's because they're playing them this week, but also it's one they've been looking at for a minute because he knows what happened in the playoff game last year. He knows he had Burrow on, in the in the sack and and missed him twice and didn't get it done. Like they've talked yeah. about it, they know they're very aware of yeah their shortcomings that game. Patrick, which we'll get to, has talked about it. He knows. Yeah. Um, Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh yeah, love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski, the dingaroner, the ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. It's... Chris is going to have a big game. Carlos Dunlap, I think, is going to have a big game. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Carlos Dunlap spent like 11 seasons... In, in Cincinnati, and then they traded him for a bag of balls, basically, and got him out of there. Uh, so I think this game's going to mean a little more to him. I think this is the first time he's going back there. Um, it is. So be and, on the lookout uh, for Carlos Dunlap to have a, a great game. There's going to be a little bit of weirdness there because it's his first time back, I think, is what he said and when they were when they were talking about it, or somebody said that when they were talking about it not too long ago. I think it's his first time back. I think it was Chris that was talking about it. I also think he wasn't on the team associated with the team that want, that want, took them to the Super Bowl. He was part of that older guard with the Carson Palmer crew that he was on the back end of that. And then when they weren't good for a while and he suffered for a lot of years there, being the best player. Yeah. Comfortably on a not so great team in some instances. Yeah, like a Tony Gonzalez situation almost. Yeah. And then, like Garrett said, they ship him out. Well, now he's coming back, so he's like he's loved by the city, but he plays for the enemy. And let's face it, if you've been on any kind of social media this week and don't think that these fan bases don't consider one another not friendly, I'm very happy for you that you have found a very good space <laughs> on social media and you should stay there because I will tell you what the rest of it looks like. It's not that. Yeah, no, it is, it is a, it's a, it's a big week. Let's just say that. So everyone is duly noted about that. Obviously, you still got the linebackers, Nick Bolton and Willie Gay, who are gonna continue to have a great season. Um, Pay attention to Willie. Willie's gonna be a Willie's gonna be. He's gonna be flying. I game. hope he's not overflying. Yeah. 
That's the only reason I want I'm even gonna be really watching him kind of close is because he's the bring the juice dude, and this game has got enough juice, bud. It's gonna be juiced. You don't need to bring anything but your hard hat, your lunch pail. It's gonna be electric in there because that that fan base is going to be going bonkers. They won both last year. They have that for right now. They now, do. They won both. I said one for a reason. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, they have they have a victory in the stat sheet on so, those games. So um So yeah. This is going to be hot and heavy for for this defensive line. You're talking about Chris. I think Dunlap, you bringing up Dunlap is probably the most interesting thing. Carlos, two sacks, maybe? Maybe a little double up on Joe? That might be that's, that's a little spicy little tidbit right there. If you can bet that, you know. I, that, bet. Well, I wouldn't give you betting advice, but I would say if I could find a, a sports book in a yeah. state where it was legal that um if you could find a sack line on carlos dunlap that was like plus at one least, and a half you might look at it yeah at least one plus sack he's at least having one. Oh, so i would definitely grab ha- hammer that one, one. yeah but you might the spicier slightly spicier. more recent, yeah. but probably better more fun odds is that <laughs> one and a half or two plus yeah to, uh to sweeten the deal there because he's gonna be ready to make a statement about the entire what? defense is just going to be – entire defense is going to be juiced for that game. So. Which brings us to the other side of the football. And... The offense, who is also going to be very juiced for this game because – Oh, boy. Yeah. We heard about it a little bit uh, from Pat and, and Kelsey, but they are very aware of this this kind of little rivalry got that they got going on. You know, they're 0-2 versus the Bengals so far, you know, and, and Joe Burrow. Um and that's not that doesn't sit well with them, you know. I definitely don't think that sits well with them. I think uh, well, he know, doesn't sit well with Patrick. He hates losing. Period. Yeah. And, and Pat has talked a lot about you know that that AFC Championship game last last year and just everything that they've kind of worked said through. Earlier this week in his interview, I played like crap in the second half and we lost because of it, which he's yeah. factually accurate. That that is exactly yeah, what happened it's hard to own up to that but once you get through that well, it except here's the other part it wasn't just him because travis didn't play well in the second half tyreek didn't play well in the second half not a lot of people played great in the second defense half. finally got tired and struggled in the second half as well gave up some huge plays to the guy who may or may not play with the concussion so uh, look patrick when he goes into Focused mode, which again, New Heights podcast. He talks about it. I don't need to explain it to you. He does it for you, for me. Go listen to him. When he goes there, when they go into, they talk about the Mitch Trubisky story on, <laughs> yeah, on the podcast. When they go, when he goes into that mode, I, I wish the other defensive coordinator and his defense all the best. I do. I, I. <laughs> At this point, I don't. The progression and development he's shown this year, we're not. Brett Coleman pointed out, we're not dropping eleven steps back anymore and taking crazy, stupid angle, giving the crazy, stupid angles to these DNs to just run by his guys. We're he's he talks about he doesn't run as much outside as much if he doesn't have to. He wants to stay in the pocket more. He does. If he's he can stand in the pocket more. and light you up, and then when he is occasionally outside of it. 
I don't know that you can stop him. And we've seen it because nope. when he, I, look, we, he doesn't normally run in regular season games. He's run a little more this year than in the past. He's going to run the football in this game. <laughs> I guarantee it. Probably. Yeah. I'm, I'll ask you this. How many times do you think we see drop eight? Because Oof. I I gotta look this up while you while you answer that because there's a stat with him this year about drop eight and <laughs> it's a good stat. I know it's a good stat. Um, listen, I think the Bengals they have to do something different on defense, right? Defensive coordinator there, I forget his name, but he's kind of a schmook. But uh, you know they've done some things right versus the Chiefs the past couple years. You know they've won obviously two matchups versus us. So they got to try something different, but I don't know. I just think it's one of those over-my-dead-body things with the offense that's going to inevitably just come down to the Chiefs wanting it more this time around. And uh, uh, the Bengals haven't really been super hot this year, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So. Oh, Mr. Lou Anarumo? Lou, yeah, their, Lou Anarumo. That's yeah. Um, yeah. He, so... That guy. It's, uh, it's an interesting conversation to have with with the defense i think a lot of what's happened with that defense with the drop eight stuff propelled patrick i'm struggling to find the treat tweet right now there's a stat line this year where he is basically more lethal against drop eight than he was against the blist which is like ow no <laughs> that's not supposed to happen but that it's not what you want and it's come more when they've gone to the intermediate passing game and short passing game, and it's come more to when they started throwing to the running backs. Yeah. Something Patrick acknowledged. He said teach himself you know, how to do. Yeah. Hey, I can I can start throwing to the running backs now, and it works out very well. So brings me to my next point because this was a subject that was brought up this week. Well, this is a subject that was brought up by one individual this week. Pac-Man Jones for the Cincinnati, former Cincinnati Bengal, and he's on, I believe, the Believe Podcast Network, said that he doesn't believe that Patrick Mahomes knows how to read defenses. <laughs> and I'm assuming that he just recently saw the shop episode from 20, like, 18 or 19. Well, I get referenced so much, and it's actually crazy. But, like, if he's watched them this year... And then he should also probably go watch that New Heights podcast and see if he still thinks that they don't, he doesn't know how to read defenses because the way this offense functions is that they read the defenses the same. And when I say they, I mean Patrick Everyone. and all of the wide receivers and the linemen need to read the defense the same way. They may not be reading the defense the right way, but they need to read the defense the same way because. They don't run this offense in a structure that is this guy runs a seven yard route, this guy runs an eight yard route, this guy runs this route. That ain't how this works. So, yeah, it's clear that Pac Man probably doesn't watch very much Chiefs football or very much football in general. And people who believe anything or take anything that Pac Man says seriously are doing it to themselves. Where are we getting the drop eight at? How many are we going to see it 15%? 30 percent 60 percent i have no idea yeah that's that's a great question for sure i mean i also think if they think that we're not going to run the ball this year kind of in the similar manner that we just kind of didn't last year they're a little bit confused because that's not the same running back 
he loves to hit things. He's just a little bowling ball with legs. He loves running into stuff really fast, really hard, and then just yeah, keep going. Is, there's some th- a couple different guys that are just a little different that you might not so, be you'd be ready for this year. They're you know? going to have a different experience a little bit there. Any uh, any references to before we move on from Patrick? Any references to any any stock in what in Bobby's stuff this week? I mean, you always got you always got to take in, take into account what Bobby says. Bobby's part true. of the reason that I have so much faith in him coming out <laughs> in heady focus laser mode. Yeah, um, Bobby has been lighting the cigars this week. Bobby's been talking about this game since it made it to the schedule last in in freaking February when everything else ended. Like it, this game has been on their mind for a while, and I can tell you it's been on at least Bobby's mind for a while, which means it's had to have been on Patrick's mind. Bobby tweeted on Sunday. He wanted to know what cigars everybody was going to have for on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> He's. It is petty look, mode. Man, right they yeah. are. Patrick can't say anything, won't say anything publicly, as we just saw with the Justin Reed stuff we just talked about earlier. Andy is not a big fan of that. Bobby can say whatever he wants. And then Bobby <laughs> can say, I'm the one saying it, not him. Yeah. I don't know. It's my, my thoughts and opinions. Yeah. That's fine. That's great. You're also the guy that trains him and spends an egregious amount of time with him all the time. So at least some of that mentality has to be there. Yeah. And That's we've always... seen him go into into psycho mode. <laughs> we have, yeah. It's uh, definitely something to look out for. But, you know, Bobby, he does know a lot of inside info about the Chiefs. So you should kind of, you should definitely pay more attention when he says stuff like that. But, you know, I think, like we already talked about, everyone – on the entire team knows how important this game is. Um, and that this is including uh, the new additions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they, they realize that this is a, this is going to be a spicy one. So uh, we before will. we get into some score predictions here, is there anything oh, else? We're nowhere near there yet. We haven't even got into the, we what haven't got is... into the rest of the meat. All right. Let's, what, what else? What more meat do we need here, Kyle? You, you don't want to talk about this wide, our wide receiver core matchup. Well, we talked about that a little bit, but you know, we have some new faces. Juju is obviously still going to be healthy for it. Uh, Sky Moore, you know, interesting to see how how uh, he kind of fits in this this week. Von Bell's showing up on the injury report on Friday with a hamstring is not what you want if you're Sensi. Um, I think the matchup that's going to be most interesting is to see what they do against Eli Apple, frankly, because. Remember, he's been the most vocal of the Cincinnati, Cincinnati secondary. Yeah, he's also not had a very great year that I've, that I've seen. Shocking. Um, Shocking. Unfortunately, McColl won't be able to play in this game as he's still on IR, and Tyreek is now a Dolphin. But Patrick still is playing in this game, and I have a feeling he's going to have a certain urge to try to maybe pick on Eli a little. And I'm curious to see who they put over there and use against him in that manner because of who we have available at wide receiver. Just curious to see who you thought they might try to use as a mismatch against old Eli. Yeah, I maybe look out for MVS as a sneaky little mismatch option, uh, especially if you're kind of sticking him on the outside the entire game. You know, if you're going to challenge, if Eli Apple is going to try to challenge somebody, he's probably going to try to pick on some guy like MVS. And MVS is kind of a matchup a uh, big nightmare dude. for him. Yeah, he's a big, big guy. Dude. And, I mean, Juju, same thing. Like, you know, 
I don't know I don't how know the Bengals. Eli's going to want to put play slot corner against. The exactly, he's probably not going inside, but then you're not hitting Sky more either. So it's probably going to be an MVS matchup. I mean, we'll have to see how how kind of things play out. Matter, but we'll see. <laughs> um, I also have to ask this question because I apparently have. I know we're in Chiefs Kingdom, but there's apparently a thought still prevailing out in other places that you can cover Travis Kelsey with linebackers, <laughs> which that's a cute one. I wouldn't recommend it, but you sure as hell can try it. Yeah, we cover um, the cornerback or a safety. Joan Ramsey. <laughs> Joan Ramsey's still James. looking around for Travis Kelsey, trying to figure out where he is. To continue. Same thing. <laughs> like I said, I just, I know it's kind of a lose lose on whoever you put on him, but if you put a linebacker on him, He's gonna go for two hundred. Yeah, he's gonna like, eat. I'm sorry, and it's nothing personal against your linebackers. Also, I think one of them's on the injury report. Um, Wilson, yeah, yeah. So that's not ideal. A, if that's your strategy. B, if one of them's hurt, that's gonna be a main com- or a piece of that defense. I'd be very surprised for him to have another subpar game like he had in the AFC title game. I would also be very surprised. Yeah, this game, this game from the offensive perspective, they're all aware of what the second half was. Yeah, so they're gonna take extra care to to really put on a good performance this time. They're Focus making sure on, that they're follow dialed. follow the Eli Apple and and pay attention to what they try to do to Travis Kelsey because if it's linebackers, oh my god. Yeah, that's going to be a fun time for sure to watch. But And then, of course, the offensive line, you know, going up against that Bengals D-line. There's, they still have some guys, you know. That Bengals D-line is not bad. They still have some guys. I... They have Trey Hendrickson out there, right? Yes. They got uh, DJ Reader if he's going to be healthy. So, so their, their defensive line is not something that is to be taken lightly by any means. Um, yeah, they've got they've got Hendrickson and, and Sam Hubbard, and then DJ Reader and BJ Hill. Um, they go a couple rows deep though, because Josh Tuopo can play, and so can Joseph Asai a little. Zach Carter and Cam Sample are fine. Um, but it's it's a defensive line that can can do some things. The offensive line needs to come out and make a statement. Orlando Brown Jr. has been much better over the last five ish games four or five games the first five or six were pretty rough yeah. also we also have basically had it confirmed that he was still dealing with an injury and probably making it an issue because i believe it was a leg injury since he seems to have become healthier he's been much better i am curious to see the matchup because hendrickson is a speed rusher or more of a speed rusher and I would be curious to see how if they line him up more often on his side than not. I'm also yeah. curious to see what we do at right tackle and whether or not they do anything different than they've been doing currently, which they I probably won't. don't think Andrew they will. Andrew is going to be the guy at right tackle probably still. That would yeah. be a really questionable thing to do going into this game would be to change a right tackle now. And Andrew Wiley is the right tackle unless he gets hurt. Like, period. Like, the, even if he has a bad performance, we don't I don't know. think he's losing. I don't know there. We don't know. I'm pretty confident we haven't in that, I'd say. anything with Lucas Niang. They have. That's we why. Have, you so. keep him in the reserves. You make sure 
Yeah. He's good the only for next people who know anything about what Lucas Niang is to. capable of right now is Rick Burkholder, Andy Reid, and Andy Heck. Exactly. I mean, just the way I look at it, though, I think definitely Lucas Niang is a next year. I know I'm not putting him in the, the game right if I don't spot. have to in this game. And you don't have to, yeah. Andrew Wiley is doing a great job. Definitely, I mean... Definitely a still a good right tackle option. Um, yeah. On the yeah, Orlando Brown, he's been doing okay. He Rams had tweeted this out last week. Rams number ninety seven, whoever that was, did give him the work a couple plays. He got again. That's Leonard Floyd. He's speed. no slouch. Leonard Floyd's a good football player. Is that Leonard Floyd ninety seven? That's crazy. Pretty sure. I think it was some random. No, I think it's a. I think Leonard Floyd's like fifty four or something. Is that his numbers backwards? Um, let me double check who this I guy is. Right number ninety seven. Uh, Michael Hocht. Yeah, okay, Michael Hocht. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so that guy was giving Orlando Brown the work. Um, definitely need to see just a tight game, and hopefully, you know, Andy kind of gives some help over on that side with some chips. Yeah, we need to go back. I didn't really watch the Rams game all that close because, as we talked about, it was the Rams game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'd have to go back and look to actually see. I think he probably popped. I think I remember him getting popped once, but I thought it was by Leonard Floyd, not by Michael. Um, but I would have to go back and look at it. I It wouldn't surprise me necessarily. Again, I don't know how laser locked in they all were to that game. It was a let's perform game, but he's been good. He was phenomenal against Tampa. He was very good. Um, minus one, I think one rep against Tennessee, which just happened to be ugly. Um, so it, it's been much better. Trey Smith was much better after being not so great. Um, a couple games ago in the run game where he was having some trouble getting to some things. I still think he was coming off. This offensive line has been banged up because Tooney was banged up. They're both on the injury report. I'm glad they're getting healthier because they need to get healthier. Um, yeah. that's the matchup that's going to drive this game. Can they keep Patrick from having to try to do Superman stuff? If, he can just sit in the pocket like he's been doing most of the year and only go out when he needs to, or when he wants to run off and get 40 yards for free. Cause nobody's looking at him. Um, he's going to, they're going to do some things to this defense The the Bengals, if they do the drop eight stuff, it's basically zone. And this def this offense has been murdering zone defenses this year, which is a problem for them because playing this offense man to man is no fun for anybody. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a good week, I think. I think this is going to be a good football game at the end of the day. I it's going to be a really good football game. They're going to put up a hell of a fight. They know what I think this so, too. Is. Look, the Bengals go 7-5 and five if they lose this game. Yeah, like, they definitely don't want to be in that territory, and, especially in that division. Well, they go 7-5, and five and their schedule down the stretch is unfun. I believe it has Baltimore, Minnesota. That would be uh, unfun. I want to say also it has – it's got another division. Maybe the Browns again. They have a whole bunch of games against really good football teams that if they lose this and are 7-5, and five, that's not the position you want to be in. Yeah, this is – yeah, you definitely want to They've got They've got Cleveland next week, at Tampa, at New England, home for Buffalo and Baltimore. Yeah, that's not an easy slate at all. So there's going to be some extra motivation from them. But, you know, the Chiefs, they're still the Chiefs at the end of the day. I think uh, I think they're running a little more smoother, smoothly, maybe. Might be the right word for that right now. Oh, yeah, it's much more smooth. 
and yeah. yes, smoothly is correct. <laughs> so I don't know, but I think it's definitely going to be a dogfight. I think there's a chance that the Chiefs kind of come out a little overzealous and maybe make a couple little little mistakes early on, kind of capitalize on, uh, or you know, the Bengals kind of capitalize on some some opportunities. But I'd I think we come around. Who, I'd be curious to know who you think might do that because. Most of the guys that are going to be wired up and jacked up for this game are vets, not rookies. Yeah, well, I think it's just going to be an overall, maybe a play calling thing. I think really we kind of get a little too creative with it, try to be, try to do something just to kind uh, of throw an exotic. Little, you think maybe Patrick gets a little over his Ellis or over? Yeah, maybe try to make it fit a couple more throws early on. Just to, I think you know, in a game like this, you want to come out making a statement, and you can either come out and make a huge statement early, or you can kind of fumble on some of those opportunities. Well, I'll tell you what they'd like to do. They'd like to come out, win the coin toss, and defer. I know that's been a, that's been a thing. They've they've been uh, receiving a lot of these opening kickoffs, and well, one of them was not on purpose. <laughs> Yeah, so Andy was like, "Yeah, no, uh, mm, not what we wanted." That was not the the smart the smart play there. So, I don't know. I think uh, I think there's you know obviously there's always a chance that the Chiefs just come out and just light them up, but I don't know. As a Chiefs fan, you just have to kind of realistically expect there's going to be just a little bit of rocky roads maybe in the first quarter, and then uh, then they'll kind of start finding the rhythm and hopefully the defense kind of. I think the defense will start out hot. You know, I don't think I don't have any doubt about that. They'll kind of hold their ground. But Strap it's in. gonna be a dogfight. This game's gonna be all sixty minutes. You're yeah. probably gonna get you, you, me, and everybody else on both sides of this game are probably gonna get pretty frustrated with officials because it has been a problem all year across the entire league, except for like eight games. It feels like that we I've watched this year that have the officials have been some sort of an issue at some point for both teams in a game. It just it is what it is. It always so, happens anticipate that um it's gonna be a crazy environment in cincinnati if you're a chiefs fan going there yeah um enjoy also be careful yeah so bear in mind it's hostile territory and while most chiefs fans at arrowhead were last year because i was in the building for the afc championship game last year while most of those fans well, most fans got along just fine there's always there's always a few and and be it's it's hostile territory and this game's going to have a lot of energy in it people do stupid things be careful if you're going to the game but have a blast and enjoy it now garrett what's your score prediction i'm going to come out and i'm going to say 30 to 28 chiefs i think what? uh i'm sorry 30 30 to 28 Chiefs. I don't know if it cut out or what happened, but like I, <laughs> I didn't know if you were joking with me or not. But yeah, thirty twenty eight Chiefs. Um, I think I think the Bengals actually probably have the lead by halftime, maybe even in, going into the third quarter, and uh, the Chiefs figure it out on offense and kind of come back and and figure it out and you know put a stamp on the win. You know, with a little bit of time left on the clock, uh, I think it's definitely going to be a battle. I think it's not going to be some easy game that that we might kind of hope that it is with this whole, you know, revenge game kind of aura around it. Um, it could be easy, but I do want it to be, you know, we, that's the thing is that we think it might be definite. And we say this a lot with these games and then it ends up not being so definite. Oh, I don't and... know that it will be definite. In this no. Season. Yeah. These are the I, I would like it to be, definite. I would like it. Yeah. I would I like every game I to, want be it to be easy though. Stamp. Cause you want to earn it a little. Yeah, you the definitely want to. You don't want it to be a oh, we beat them seventy to three. Like <laughs> well, that maybe. would be. I but... mean, 
but you get my point though. Like, you yeah, don't, exactly. Unless, okay, you don't want to beat them fifty-five fourteen. You want to beat them seventy to three or thirty-one seventeen or something like that. You don't want to. You mean if you're a fan, if you're if you're a yeah, member yeah. of the team, you want to win the wins game. a win. Yeah. I don't give a damn win the game. But I think definitely it's gonna be an over my dead body kind of kind of game for Mahomes. So you picked a push. In case you didn't know, the current line is I minus know. two. Okay, that's that's a great that's at a least great line according to ESPN's app. I didn't yeah. really look at some of the betting websites, but ESPN's app has it at minus two. I think that went through MGM or Caesars or something. So one of the big that's a great line, and I'd love I love the push on that place. So yeah, um, I will go thirty twenty eight Chiefs. What do you got? I've I've got them winning by a little bit more than that, and I think it's because we, we talked about with Patrick and Chris. Look, man, when you have superstars, and I'm not talking about there's there's stars, there's good players, and then there's the guys that are at the top that are everybody else. Yeah, there's two of them on one on each side of the ball on this roster, and there's actually three because Travis Kelsey still exists on this team and has placed tight end for them. So, at the end of the day, when the rosters are close. Because these rosters aren't super far apart. They've got talent and depth, too. Don't sell this Cincinnati team short. That's a good football team. Oh, yeah. When you're that close in the NFL, it boils down to your studs and how what, what they do and what how they affect the game. And Chris Jones has been better than Aaron Donald this year by in just about every statistically measured category you can find as far as any of the analytic stuff, any of the grading, any of the plays. He's got a career high in sacks right now. Chris Jones does, I believe. He got his he got his sack bonus, didn't he? He got his double digits. He's double digit, not career highs. Career high is fifteen and a half. He got his one and a half for one point two five or whatever. Yeah, he's well well on pace to break that. That so, and like I said, this is the game they know he wants. He's it. This is a bet where I I would be looking. I don't. You can look at the Dunlap sack line. You might look at the Chris Jones sack line. You might look at the team total sack line, especially if you think that both of them are going to have a couple or have one. If you can, if Spags can dial up a pressure or two, they may be able to find five or six sacks against Joe Burrow in this offensive line. So. It, that one's a more of a wishful kind of ideal scenario prop bet, but something to look at because I think this defensive line is going to be insane. Um, and then Patrick is going to be as focused as we've seen him in a while for a football game. When you have those two guys, you win more games than you should and you cover more often than you should. I've got them winning this 35-24, maybe 35-27 in that range. Um, and I don't know. And it's not because like, Oh my God, they just came out and killed them. It just down the stretch in the third and fourth quarter, an extra possession. And that flip of the turn at halftime with possession, if they get it, I, I just, the way that they set up these, the way Andy does this stuff, I think they end up with an extra possession and that in leads to that gap from being a one score game to a two score game more more or less yeah because i, like I don't think if you give patrick an extra possession this time he's not going to put it in the end zone yeah i agree with that there he's going to be as you mentioned earlier 
over my dead body, Patrick. And I don't think we're going to have to wait much past the opening kickoff to get that version. Yeah, we shall see. This should, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a, a crazy game. I, I want think this it's to be a good football game. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a good football game. I do not want to be an ass beating in either direction. No, I mean, Unless and also I don't want it to be a dud fest either. I mean, it might. There's a chance that it's just a dud fest, and we have both offenses kind of being stagnant and the defensive dominant. And it ends up 24-21 because these are good football teams, and both sides, both these defenses get paid too. Exactly. So we shall see this Sunday. It will be a good game, Chiefs Kingdom. Be sure to tune in. I'm not going to hedge it. I will still stick with my score prediction, though. I do. I think they do enough to win this comfortably. Yeah, we shall see. So be sure to tune in on Sunday. We all be very eager to watch um and thank you all so much for listening to us this episode be sure to follow us at kingdom says pod on facebook twitter and instagram and we will see you guys next week mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com Internet for details.